People always ask how I balance my family life with 400 shows a year. I'm just doing what I love with the people I love. It's my magic life. I like Wes Isley. I like everything about him. All right, episode 14. We are live. It's Yay. been um, a crazy October, a whirlwind October already. It has. We're already 20-some days into it, 20 days into it. 20 days, yep. 20 days exactly. Aw, today's the anniversary of me asking Natalie out for the first time. Our first date. Aw, <laughs> 15 years later, here we are. Yeah. We are on the air today with a rapper, a model, a guy with his own clothing line, and... um. I'm I'm just going to say a movement, a Fathers Matters movement that he's starting, and um, we'll get into all that later on, but um, go ahead and introduce yourself, because I do not want to mispronounce your name. I don't want to say your rapper name instead of your regular name. <laughs> introduce yourself to the audience here. Well, uh, my government name is Vincenzo Gianni Sanfilippo, and I, when I model, I go by Vincenzo Gianni, and when I do hip-hop m- music, it's Vendetta. Okay. There you go. All right. Cool, man. Well, thanks for being here. One of the things that I'm always saying is everything happens for a reason. Some people think that's uh, very hippie talk and other people, when they get it and they see it and they understand it, stuff starts to line up and it's like, dude, everything happens for a reason. It might take you 10 years to figure it out, but it's so weird. And um, we were working an event. We walked into you and you were at the event watching us perform. And just what you said, how you handled yourself, something, we clicked. And I was like, dude, what do you do for a living? I could tell you're in the entertainment business. And I was like, uh, you want to be on the podcast? So here we are, man. This will be awesome. great. It worked out well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Things do happen for a reason. So, I mean, what did you start with? Did you start with modeling or rapping or what? Well, I mean, I, I started with doing music because it was my my way of venting out my emotional items. And I didn't know where it would go. I didn't really want to get into it financially because it really wasn't about the money for me. It was more about the release. Then I got into the idea of promoting myself. I was like, how can I reach masses of people without, if they're not hearing my music from a small town? You can only go just so far as this is before, you know, social media was huge. So I decided that, you know, I've got a tremendous look and I'm young and I've, I'm tattooed and I have braids and I'm just, I'm oddballed. Mm-hmm. So why don't I try some photo shoots? Started contacting some photographers that were amateurs and students from school. And, you know, one thing led to another. I started doing shoots and they started, the, the pictures started circulating and people were like, oh my gosh. That's crazy, and then I just started doing more and more and more, and then it's pretty much how it lifted off. Well, I'm getting a quarantine gut here, and I'm jealous of your abs. That that makes me mad. (laughs) It's the metabolism. Don't let it fool you. I don't exercise all that much anymore, so. (laughs) Where are you from originally? Envious of the metabolism, then. Yeah, yeah, I I was blessed with it. My father gave it to me. (laughs) Um, I'm originally from upstate New York, uh, a little town called Utica. Okay, yeah. Right. Yep. So how'd you get down in this area? Well, that's a long story, but to cut that short would be that the internet is a wonderful thing, and it brought me my first child. 
And my daughter was born in Virginia, and it was a big decision to make whether I stay in Virginia or stay in New York or move to Virginia. And I decided to just uproot and leave. So I packed my stuff and left. But you were modeling up in New York. Were you modeling uh, down here at all? Uh, I was traveling all over. I mean, I had gone to California for some shoots. I had gone to New Jersey. I'd been in Michigan, uh, New York City, um, because I was about three hours from the city. So, I mean, I, I traveled all over the place. I, I, I guess not all over the place, but you know, I, did, I did one in Vegas. Um, a lot of my photographers were based on the East Coast, but I did meet some friends through, you know, social networking and whatnot. So what about, um, like, were you working for brands, companies, for other artists? What were you doing? I, I, I didn't. I didn't want to get. I didn't want to get involved in all that because of the politics of it at first, and because of just being nervous in general. I didn't know which way to go. I didn't have any prior experience. This was just taken off so quickly that I didn't have any clue as to why and which way to go. So it came, became overwhelming. So a lot of the shoots I did do were pretty much like a pro bono or a photos they would give me their time for my shots and then it started getting into the money thing and then my my child started you know the child thing came up so well what was uh what was the coolest shoot you did um the coolest shoot i probably did was a vampire shoot oh wow out in new jersey in a hotel it was an old like rustic looking hotel and uh a girlfriend of mine met me out there we well we met in michigan and we flew from michigan to new jersey and we ended up doing it, and the photographer's name was uh, David Schoner. And uh, he did a photo shoot in there. He got, like, access to the rooms and stuff like that because he had friends. So, And we did it, like, I was biting her leg and the bleeding down the leg. And it, it was it was intense. And yeah. it, was, it was pretty awesome. Now, was any of that published in magazines or anything? Or no. We, see, we had all got, we got to that point, and we were moving in that direction until my daughter came in 2013. When my daughter came, I kind of stepped back. So yeah, I got you, man. Uh, family first. So uh, you were wrapping up uh, up in New York, though. Yep. And yep. you brought that down here. I did do that. I did some open mics down here in Virginia. Um, I did one show when I first came down, but like I said, like a lot of it, a lot of it came to uh, a midst of a halt because of my daughter and the fact that I was really devoting myself to being a father. So, this is real big for me. So, so where the heck do you rap in Virginia? Virginia is That's, so there is no, there's nothing going on here, man. Right. So you got to step into about you got to you got to kind of take that step into a realm that you if you know if they're going to like it or not. So did you, know, you and, did you have to go to Richmond or D.C. or where did you? Where did you uh, well, I had ventured out to D.C. a few times, but the crowd was too heavy for me. Okay, uh, being from New York City or from upstate New York, going to New York City, that was heavy for me. So I didn't really get into D.C. much, but I did do some stuff around Richmond. I did do some stuff around um, small bars in like Winchester. Yeah, like you said, it's it's not easy to find things in Virginia. It's not like the you know, but to, believe it or not, Virginia Beach was a real big place. Well, Virginia oh. Beach also has the um, all the soldiers yeah. and, and right. the navy there, so that more diverse. Yeah, yeah, right. And and there's and that whole strip is filled with bars. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was really easy for me to promote. I went down there and I did a show or two down there, and I also um, did a lot of promoting down there when I hit with my friends and stuff. Cool, man. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we've struggled with, you know. Growing up in Virginia and promoting myself in Virginia. I mean, you do the the local, 
Lions Club and you do a couple school shows and a couple churches and you're you're out of customers. <laughs> you gotta you saturated that town. You gotta move on. Yeah. yeah. So that's right. why that's why we perform all over the country now. It's just you, you got to just to keep going. That's right. That's right. You just got you got to step out into the midst and and just be like, oh, you know, I got to do this. And whether they like it or they don't like it, you still are putting your name out there. So even if you gain a hater or a fan, they still know who you are. And they know that your name. small amount of yeah, they know the name. I was telling, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine last night, and he said, "Do you believe in uh, negative press?" It, that that even all you know all press is good press. And I said, "Dude, your name gets out there, and eventually they'll forget why they heard your name in a negative way." I mean, just think about Britney Spears. Think about that that redheaded girl that grew up in Disney movies. I can't think of her name oh, right now. Lindsay. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay you Lohan. You know she had scandals, but can you name three? No. She had she had three a week for like ten years. Right. The name <laughs> sticks, but the the trials and tribulations don't. Right. Right. So all press is good press. Sure, why not? I don't want to be in the middle of a scandal, and during the middle of it, it feels like the world's caving in on you. But yeah, I totally believe that. So do you think this is like the, the second coming of, uh, of you? I, I believe so. I believe that the, the more, it's the more uh, mature, uh, a broader look. I think I have a different perspective completely of where, I mean, I think I was on the right track in the beginning of all this. But I think that now both my kids are of age and I'm ready to go. And I built the studio and stuff back downstairs in my, my house. I think that, you know, it's starting to come back. It's starting to kind of overwhelm me with, you know, I'm writing all the time. I'm constantly thinking about it. I'm playing with words in my head all over again. And it's just kind of like second nature for me now. Dude, that's what I'm saying. So. Everything happens for a reason, man. Even the most negative thing in your life, you look back on it. Don't look back on it the week later. Look back on it 20 years later. And say, look, I wouldn't have had those kids. I wouldn't have had that adventure. I wouldn't have had that story to tell, which could turn into a number one song. You know what right. I mean? You can right. twist that around to be positive, man. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we got um, – so do you have any albums out? They don't even make albums anymore. Do you have yeah, – No, no, I haven't, I haven't put out – I haven't done really anything album-wise since about 2013. It's been a while. So, I mean, the kids have been – most of my time and the writings are in the background so that that's the first thing i'll probably drop is probably something that's like a three song or a five song kind of demo ep type of thing so you have some stuff available now is that on itunes yeah nope not on itunes i didn't get to itunes this is all before itunes became huge spotify all that i'm a little outdated yes i get that but um it's it's on reverb nation um it's on soundcloud um those are both popular platforms and um there's a few other small ones but nothing real nothing real huge like that I, you gotta have certain rights for itunes and stuff like that and some of the beats i was using didn't i didn't own them okay. i leased them so well i mean you sent me a link and i just i just clicked the link and played it i thought i was on itunes i don't even know where i was at so. yeah, it was reverb nation okay all right there you, i mean it worked just like itunes it was easy yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was great so uh where, where'd the clothing line start well, that started once again, like kind of like with me branching out with the modeling. Now I was like, I might as well merchandise the idea. So funny, funny fact. Uh, I was born Vincent Peter Sanfilippo. But I ended up becoming Vincenzo Gianni in 2009. I ended up changing my name legally. Oh, wow. 
Yep. How and why was that? Uh, because I felt more authentic if it was Vincenzo Gianni and the clothing line was Vincenzo Gianni. Oh, there you go. Okay. It was a more authentic feel for me. Plus, somebody had mentioned it to me at a, at a job I had held a while back. They said, you know, they were talking to me from New York, and they're like, wow, Vincenzo, Vincenzo Gianni. Wow, that sounds really nice. I was like, well, that's not my middle name. They're like, no, but it's, it fits. Yeah. I just kept it in the back of my head. Ten years later, I changed it. Wow. Yeah, well, it does roll off the tongue better than, I mean, Vincenzo, Peter. Yeah. You know, I just, <laughs> I, I see yeah. I see where you went there, you know. It doesn't roll off the tongue the same. It's like a start of a separate sentence. Yeah. So, well, do you have the clothing out there for sale anywhere, or have we lost him? Oh, um, there you I go. Don't, I, had, I had T-shirts out for sale for a while, mm-hmm. and... As always, like the kids got in the way of that idea. Not really got in the way, but kind of like I said, I devoted to that. I still have them. I've got a press. I was making them here. So I was pushing forward in that direction too. Oh, wow. So I'll be making them again here soon. Uh, um, as soon as I am able to get the room down here, now that I've cleared out all the kids' toys and stuff. Well, what we need to do, we need to uh, we need to get this stuff fired back up, get you back on here, and we'll just promote the heck out of you, dude. Yeah. That would be that would be absolutely awesome. That's a blessing. So I appreciate that, guys. So uh, before we get to the the meat of the matter here, where um, where can I send people for the the wrapper, the modeling, and the and the clothing stuff? Just your Facebook page. Do you have a website? Yeah. For right now, right now, until I get somebody working on the on the official website, which I have the domains for. Um, it, it just takes a particular, I'm very particular on how I present myself. So right now, Facebook page, uh, backslash or backslash, uh, Vendetta or Vincenzo Gianni, whichever you prefer, whether it be modeling or music, um, will give you kind of a taste of who I am, or you can just Google search me Vendetta V Y N D E T T A and Vincenzo Gianni with a Y V Y N C E N Z O Gianni G I A N N I. Now I can't I can't spell worth a lick, and I was looking up Vendetta the rapper, and there is another rapper with Vendetta, but it might be spelled different than you. Do you know him? Does that? I I don't know him. I don't know him. And anybody who's come out, I promise you, has come out after me. All right. Well, I don't know, and I didn't do the research. I was like, but that's not yeah, the dude I, think, I was looking up. I think up. he has actually spelled V E N. Okay. But I could be wrong. I think there is one out there in California um, with V Y, but I'm not certain. What kind of music he does? Well, I just saw the name and I'm like, that's not the dude I was looking for. So I kept scrolling. So <laughs> let you know, man. Hey, you got something else out there you need to be aware of. Yeah. But um, the meat of the matter and what really uh, has got you motivated and driving right now is that Father Matter movement. So uh, tell us all about that and uh, why you started it. Well, um, this has been kind of since when I moved down here. It was kind of a rocky road. It always has been. And uh, I just started noticing some things I was not aware of, uh, not being a father and all. I didn't really pay attention to some of these items. But what had happened is I was starting. So I had started on um, going to court, unfortunately. Things didn't work out. Uh, we find ourselves in the court systems. And with the court systems, I started finding out that it wasn't quite a 50-50 when you walk in the door. Well, so I started analyzing. What you're talking about as far as um, child getting the, the 
custody. Yeah, the custody of your children and visitation rights and all and all that that comes along with it. Unfortunately, it's not really a a very happy thing to talk about most of the time, um, but it's very real. It's and I think it's real. like divorce in general. It's just one of those things people don't talk about it, so they don't talk about it. Right. So it doesn't get nothing gets done. Right. 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 So we got. Uh, I got to that, and I started watching things and unfold. And, you know, one thing led to another. I only had one child at the time. And uh, it didn't really go in my favor. I kind of got, uh, not. I guess I wouldn't say the bad end of the stick to say it. I would say that it, it, I didn't feel fair yeah. in any manner. I felt like I was up against the grain since the moment I walked in the door. And I didn't know why I had done all you would feel an active father had done that you would expect out of an active father. And that's what I did every single day of my life, all day long, every day, beyond working the long hours and things like that. Yeah. So you were present. You, you, you were very present father. It sounds like it. You sound like you were, I mean, you, you uprooted your life in order to be a dad. So it sounds like you're quite involved. Yes, ma'am. So, I, I uprooted from 400 miles away yeah. and drove all the way down from upstate New York in a, you know, in a wink of an eye. People were like, my family and everybody's like, man, I ain't going to do it. Yeah. And the next thing you know, I'm in Virginia. Well, good. And you know? yeah. And so it just, it wasn't, even with that, it wasn't uh, the same 50-50 treatment as far as looking at each uh, equally, I guess, is what you're saying. Well, Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It, it, it wasn't. It's not like you walk in the courtroom and you start off at fifty fifty together. Right. It's. It seems like I. I started off at zero, and and yeah. it, I didn't. It wasn't a good feeling. Now, question. I don't know if you know this, but Wes and I were talking about this. We were like, I wonder if this has to do with, you know, like back in the day when women didn't work. You know, and so they were always, you know, 99% stay-at-home moms. Um, I wonder if that's where this came from, where if something happens... Because dad's working mom, 40 hours a day. Right. and so, Mom can be with the kids. Right, and so mom right. would get the kids and dad would get, you know, uh, when he wasn't working on the weekends and holidays type mm-hmm. deal. Um, right. Do you know, is that where that came from? And it's just uh. sort of stayed there instead of being updated when when moms work now too and so it's not it's not as, as for statistics uh-huh. i i couldn't tell you exactly but i would have to agree with you 150 percent. yeah i just feel that the old school way of looking at it we're you're talking 40 50 years ago right you're not talking 10 15 you're talking 40 50 years ago when things were uh, a dedicated item where Dad goes to work, mom stays home. Right. Dad, dad, dad uh, supplies in all fashions. Mom supplies at the home, keeps the house clean and does things of that nature, just house things and raising the kids and making sure their schoolwork's done and take, you know, stuff like that. Right. Where it's a stay at home type of thing. Things have drastically changed. Absolutely. Dude, and I, was I think talking- the paperwork doesn't reflect. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, mentioning you, talking about the podcast. Our podcast is really doing great. I'm really proud of it. So anybody wants to talk to me about the podcast, I'll talk to him about it. And I was telling him, you know, I'm going I'm to have a, I'm going to have a rapper on. That's that's different. You know, I'm a magician. We're talking about magic, entertainment, and show business. Why not have a rapper on? This will be fun. This is to be a first time for us. And then I told him about the Fathers Matter movement. And my friend is from Canada. He said, "Dude, it's the same thing up here." He said, I don't know why. It's the exact same thing up here. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I had talked to uh, 
Back at Christmas time, I was talking to a distant family member. Um, my daughter doesn't even know who this person is. That's how distant they are. I never see them. And they were talking about um, that somebody in their life, their mother was on drugs. And the dad, um, the mother went to jail. And the mother told uh, whoever, uh, the court system or whatever, don't give them the dad. Give them to my mom. Uh, She's on drugs and arrested and in jail. Why does she even get to say where the babies go? And then the person said, yeah, well, the grandmother is on drugs as well. I mean, it, it, and yet they what, listen to her. why don't they give them to the father? Right. Exactly. Now you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's, it, it makes my blood boil and I got nothing to do with it. But it, it's, it's one of those things that it's a law that needs to be looked at. And it's one of those things where, people, like I said, I don't think people talk about it because... It's a taboo subject. No one wants to talk about divorce. But what is it? Right. One in every three couples end up that way? Yeah, yeah I mean, I even looked up statistics in America for uh, a father in general to have any kind of 50-50 rights or full custody. It's like one out of 12. Wow. That it's incre- The statistics are incredible. It's almost like, how is it being missed? Even how are we not seeing this? And, and you said even if not, not even 50-50 rights. Is yeah, it, wow. yeah. Wow. Right. And there are a lot of good dads out here. Yeah. I'm not saying that the mothers are always either delinquent or drug addicts or anything, but you've got deadbeat dads. Right. You've got deadbeat moms. Right. You've got drug, drug addict fathers. You've got drug addict mothers. We are all the same. We should be treated the same. Yeah, you got to take it case by case. Is what right. It, yeah. 100%. Right, man. right I mean, but I, I, don't, I don't feel they do. I think they look into it like, oh, this is like the standard operating procedure. Here's the paperwork. How much do you make? How much does she make? And I, I'm like, I don't, I don't get this. Yeah. So, so what, what exactly is your movement um, doing? What is well, What have you gotten started so far? Well, so far, um, I, I based it really personal, which I won't go into. Mm-hmm. But I, I did, I did start this off very personal. Right. Well, um, because of what I'm going through. Right. And how I feel, I have dedicated myself to my kids day in and day out. I work 80 hour long work weeks if I need to. I, I do a lot. I've, I've came from living in my car when I first moved down here mm-hmm. to owning a house in five years. Nice. Four bedroom, three and a half uh, bath house. Wow. 3,000 square feet. So, and I'm able to maintain it on my own. Awesome. So I've done all the, you know, all the necessary upgrades for the house. The kids have their own rooms, but when it came down to it, none of that mattered. So when I did go into this custody hearing, I felt this sense of overwhelming nervousness. Like, why am I nervous? I've got everything I need to take care of my kids. Right. But my job schedule was a one to nine thirty. Here's a catcher. Yeah. Hers yeah. is a nine to five. So they look at overnights when it comes to a custody trial. Who can keep them overnight? Not who gets them in the morning, because I get them every single morning. But who can keep them overnight? And I didn't understand that. Yeah. I think kind of, you know, I get that's where they sleep. They should be sleeping in their own beds in their own bedrooms. But I, I just never got the understanding of that. So that sparked me after this case to say enough is enough. Somebody's got to say something. 
So they 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 don't like it that you work till nine nine o'clock nine thirty. Yeah, and then I've got an hour commute. So by the time if I was to have them overnight, I'd have to pick them up at ten thirty at night. Now that forty years ago would be extremely no, a big no no. They got to be up in school by six o'clock. Right. Oh, my my kids are toddlers. We're virtually learning. Right. Well, so we're, we're in a different day and ours. era. Ours doesn't go to bed till eleven thirty or midnight when she was in kindergarten. So, I mean, we're show business people. Things are different. Look at that case by case. Right. Right. And, and, and when I would say something, it was almost as if it, it fell upon deaf ears. So watching the dynamic, because I'm an analytical person, I watch and I watch and I, I just stand back and watch people, their mannerisms, the way they talk. That's why I feel me and you clicked so well, because I had picked up on the same mannerisms with you. And I was like, wow, this guy's cool as you know, he's really cool. Well, thanks, I gotta, man. I gotta say something. <laughs> like the man. show, the show stole me. I was like, "This is, I, I can't figure out what he's doing and how he's doing it at all." <laughs> I mean, that's I know that's a magician's secret, but I mean, it's. A, and then when you had mentioned the whole Penn and Teller thing, I was, I was blown away. I had to look it up myself. I was like, "Wow!" And then I'm, I saw myself at work showing everybody. Nah, that's awesome. Like, this is the guy I met. This guy is cool. His wife is cool. She tried to drink something out of my shoe, but it didn't work out all that well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got, I he's got, used to him. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, he's got twins and another little girl that's in the show with him. I said, this is awesome. That is awesome. That's like magical to even see nowadays. Aw, thanks. So, well, dude, my, I'm, my I'm proud of you guys. I really am. I know that I might not know you all that well, but I can sense that you guys have worked very hard for what you are, and you deserve everything you're, you're going to come with. Oh, thank well, you thanks, so man. Much. God bless you. Thank you're you. We're both holding a baby right now, swaying them back and forth uh, while we're That's on the awesome. phone with you, dude. They were in the corner in the little uh, car seats, but they started whining a little bit. We both got one in our arms looking at you. Hearing awesome. that means the world to me, man, because, I mean, we just met two weeks ago, and having you be proud of me and showing that video footage to your friends, and, dude, that's what it's all about. It's making connections, making people, making friends, and promoting each other, and getting the word out about your movement, but doing it in a, in a, in a loving way that isn't attacking people and just stating facts, and pumping each other up, man. That's what it's that's all right. about. That's right. Some yeah. people get a little angry about it, and I, I'm not, I have heard some kickback, but I just, I really, well, I'm all very right, tell me about I, the kickback. I want to hear the other side. What the okay, heck did so you the, complain? Well, so the last time I had a friend confront, uh, get a hold of me the other day, actually, it was about two days ago, and I have added some moderators and admin to the face group, Facebook group, uh, because I can't handle it on my own, especially working overtime and uh, with my selected disability at this time with my back. I hurt my back at work a while back, so... Um, so anyway, she had brought it to my attention that she had posted something on her site, a video I had made, um, just discussing and asking for, not even so much asking for help, but kind of just presenting the, hey, I'm here if you have any concerns, questions, if you want to talk to me, let's try and figure this out in every state, see what kind of laws, bring some statistics to, this, to the table. Let's see what we can do. Who do we need to contact? Delegate, delegates, or delegates, uh, judges, bar associations, lawyers, whoever we needed to contact. Let me know. Let's bring it all on the table everywhere. So when I when she posted the video for promotional or whatever she wants, she felt that she got a message out of it. She wanted to spread it. She got a kickback. This is taken away from Black Lives Matter. And I oh, said come on. to myself, um, what? Right. I didn't know how to respond. I didn't want to respond 
tastely. So I thought about it for a minute and I told her, I said, tell them to contact me. Right. This is just yet another movement in America that right. needs to be addressed while we have the time to do it. Right. So why not? And this is all fathers. It yeah, that's, right. that, this is that, not color that's apples oranges. and oranges. That right. is totally apples and oranges. That'd be like me putting out my weekly video and them saying it takes away from Black Lives Matter. That, yeah. I'm just I'm just putting out my magic video, dude. That has nothing to do with the other. No. Right. I, right. So right. what uh, backlash have you gotten? Because that doesn't count. Uh, well, <laughs> that that that's pretty much the only backlash I get. You get there an you occasional go. you get an occasional uh, mother that hops on there and says you're wrong, you're wrong. They don't deserve it. But that's because they probably had a disgruntled relationship and it didn't work out. And that father is not me. Right. Right. I can't be all these fathers. If I could lend them a helping hand or do a conference to teach them. What your job is as a father, as a loving father, actively be there for your wife, be there for your significant other, be there for them kids, emotionally, spiritually, all of that, I would do it in a heartbeat. But I haven't gotten that platform, and it's, it's not there yet, so I will get there. What about, what about taking it all the way to – I mean you have moderators on there. You have people. You're getting a movement. You're getting – I always think about Eminem. you got a whole army behind you, you know, uh, whatever – but you got an army behind you of people that are supporting you and loving you. Why don't you do like a, a nonprofit organization about this so that, you know, when fathers go there and they approach you guys and say, hey, look, I need helps. I need statistics. You could do fundraising and you could you could help out more than just people on this Facebook group. I'm absolutely glad you said that okay. because my best friend in New York, she brought that to my attention. And she said that, you know, she's she nitpicks a lot of my videos. If I I may have had my shirt off, well, it was on the fly. I didn't mean to have my shirt off. I just am keeping this real. If this I had abs like yours, man, I'd have my shirt off every day too. Yeah, <laughs> I did in my younger years. I most certainly did, and still to this day, I still have my women friends tell me, "Hey, uh, you think you put a shirt on?" And we're just going to Lowe's. I'll put one on before I get in there. Uh, as I slip on a, a tank top, so. So as I'm glad you said that because she's brought it to my attention. She says, have you ever, she says, I'm proud of you. And I immediately started to cry because believe it or not, I'm a very emotionally driven man. So when I hear things like that, you don't hear it for a long period of time. And then you hear it out of nowhere. You're like, it just kind of takes, takes your breath away for a minute. So I stopped and I was like, well, you know, thank you. And she goes, you realize this is going to be much bigger than I think you think it's going to be. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? She goes, do you think it's time to start a nonprofit? I go, well, what is that? Right. And uh, she started going into detail. She says, well, you go down, you can get a DBA. You can, she started just, so I started taking notes. So yeah, that's, that's in the works. It's so uh, it's, it's there, there are, there are, cause we do something called the magic of giving project where we give back in a magical way. And before we sold our television show, I was thinking about getting the magic of giving project a nonprofit status. There are full length classes and seminars and everything you need to know on YouTube. You can get overwhelmed in the minutiae, but there's a ton of information just on YouTube about it. So, but for something like you, dude, I'm telling you, I mentioned it to my, my buddy in Canada and I'm telling you, he perked up and he said, that's the same problem up here. He didn't realize we had that problem down here in America. So, it's worldwide, man. It might be worldwide. It, it might be uh, worldwide. I would have to say it is. I would yeah. have to say it is. So, I mean, worst, this is something, I mean, we could really start this thing, man. 
You know, yeah, get that yeah. whole army behind you. If you got one in three dads out there, one in three, we got 300 million Americans. You know? That's, that's I mean, huge. Think about how many dads would be on your side that at one point in their life, you know, because once the divorce is over and it's 10 years behind them, they're not going to be feeling as strong or want to support or want to help or are asking questions. But you get them at, when, they, when they're needing you or you let them know that that organization exists – you're there for them in their time of need, and they will never forget you, man. And, and I would be more than glad to do it. And, and just to touch on just a little bit of what you just said about the 10-year mark, you'd be very surprised, Wes, Yeah. how many of them look back and say, I wish I could have done it differently. I wish I would have done this differently. I wish I had a group that would have supported me. And they support even harder because they don't want the next man, which is where I'm at. In some of my videos, I've even said, look, I may fail. In my own personal, but I'm not going to fail the rest of America on that idea. I'm just going to keep fighting until somebody picks me up and says, wow, I'm going to read this book. Dude, I, I think you're under something. I really do. If you, so, after we get off the air, if you need some uh, phone numbers, I know a couple people that have, uh, what is it called? Help me. Uh, non-profit. Nonprofit organizations, and I can steer you in the right direction. I really uh, think I you have something that. there, dude. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Um, you'll need you'll need people like those moderators, though. You have to have like monthly meetings and tell them where the fundraising money goes and who you're helping. You have to like check in and give them stats of stuff that you're doing. That right. way, they're not just taking money at fundraisers and putting it in their pocket. But right. on the other hand, dude, this could do so much good. This could be a, this could be your legacy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't that be awesome to leave for my kids? And yeah, and absolutely. to and and to say, you know, everything happens for a reason. Dude, look at that thing. We started out this whole conversation with that. You right. Know? And, and to help in, you know, say 50 million people in the course of five years, 10 years. Wow. And, and in addition, you should see the masses of women that hit the page and say, I wish, I could only wish that my kids' fathers were half the father you are. Wow. And that's just, they don't even know me from it. <laughs> they don't even know me. They never met me. Well, like They I just said, hear the video and they're like, wow. I mean, that's just, that's tremendous. I don't understand. Well, Pictures you, of my kids and stuff. You're starting this, you're starting this movement. So you must have some sort of backing and you obviously want to be there for your kids. So that says a lot right there. Yeah. yeah and, and women have a tendency to be able to sense that from a mile away. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, I'm not hating on them. I love them. That's great. <laughs> I'm good. Anybody who's willing to support, anybody who's willing to say even one good thing about the ideas is a friend to me. I am not hard to get along with. Well, I don't see what the what the problem would be if you're if you're going to do. You know, you you're wanting. It's not this movement isn't making it so that it it switches opposite directions where the fathers get it 100 percent of the time. You're wanting just fairness. You're wanting equality. You want right. them to look at it case by case. I don't see how that would, should be such a big problem. You know, I think it just, it's one of those things that is just been set in stone and the old ways are just there and somebody just needs to stir the pot and that's what you're doing just to get everybody on equal footing and get it, get it so they do look at it case by case instead of just automatically giving custody to right. the mom yeah right for example real quickly they uh my my personal trial my first trial 
that we just went through in August was set for five hours. The moment I stepped in there, this judge put a clock on. And it only allows a certain amount of time for each de- uh, debating council. So you're looking at, what? Why is this not all day? Why isn't this putting everything we've got on the facts? Yeah. Uh, on the table. Let's put it all on the table. Let's sort through it. Put blues in this corner. Put yellows in this corner. And find out where what is the best interest of our children. Virginia, supposedly, from what I understand, back in 2004, I want to say, suppose, I, I could be wrong on the statistics, so I'm just going to kind of you know float that out there, that they had passed a law that had done away with this whole scenario of 40, 50 years ago that they look at that. Well, why is it still present? And it's blatant. It's not, it's not something that just hints in. It's, nope, they don't deserve to be with dad. They need to go to mom. Like, what? And this isn't some law like, you know, it's against the law in Texas to park your, your horse in front of the post office. This isn't right. one of those random laws. This is a law that everyone knows about. This, right. is, this is something that you know as a man, if you're going to divorce court, you're behind the eight ball. Exactly. And, and you know it just as being a man. <laughs> we got to go to divorce court. You can stand in your own living room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and know that just being a man makes you feel like, uh-oh, what? I have to fight twice as hard? And then I almost want to say that the judges, the lawyers, the guardian of items, the bailiffs, all these people, it seems like it's all in one circle. And you're just like, hello, can I get in here? Wow. You know, it's like a closed off circle that they already knew what was going to happen. They just got to span it out for five hours. And I'm like, uh, what? I just paid $5,000 for this? Right, and you got nothing. Nothing. I'm invested. That's all yeah, I can say. Yeah, yeah. I've gone to great expense. Well, and then, you know, I, I, I want to say, I'm just saying friends. I don't want to name names or <clears throat> give people that are listening to this thing telling that I'm telling stories on people. But I have another friend who got a divorce, and the lawyer told him, said, hey, try to get it as queen. Try to, try to get everything done in mediation. Don't take it to court. Because, you know, the lawyers are going to want to drag it out as long as possible when you're separating money and assets and things. Because the longer it draws out, the more money they make on both sides. So get it done in mediation and just get it over with. But everybody's emotions, it's a bad time to try to make a decision. You know, I mean, your, your emotion, you're just ending this relationship. Somebody you loved, that you both were loved on each side and you brought a kid into the world. All right, now what? Now let's pit each other against each other, and you're behind the eight ball like a pit bull, and they just got you on a leash in the corner on a two-foot leash. It, right. Yeah. And wonder why you're angry. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, that's because it's the breed. Uh, no. No, it's not. It's because of the circumstances he's placed in front of. Right. You, you, you can't say every pit bull's bad. I've owned pit bulls my entire life, and every single one of them have been like kittens. Right, well... They've been good with kids and everything, but there have been some bad ones. Not my, not my days. I haven't seen any, but well, other people, but not me. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we worked as an animal trainer on Carbonaro. We know about <laughs> there's, there's bad animals, just like there's bad people. Um, and you got that feeling, like you said, you had a good feeling about me. You could just sense it. With an animal, you can sense it as well. Right, right. It's just, I feel like it's an extra sense that we, as people, get. Certain people get. Like we can kind of, you know, we've been through enough in life. You can kind of, there's a feeling that sits in the air, an aura. So uh, 
so let's let's plan this father matter um uh, i can't think of the word what is it called father's matter movement no but uh, the, the... <laughs> sorry my baby's distracting non, me here non-profit. non-profit thank you let's get yeah, the father matter movement non-profit thing off the ground here so just trying to get an equal footing would be great but right. having information and places that that dads could go to to get the upper hand would only put them on equal ground. Right. So let's give right. these fathers an up an upper hand, you know, and that puts them on equal ground. That's still fair 50-50. That's all we want. Right. Right. That's exactly what we want. And when I moved down here and I remember going to a staffing agency uh, to get a job because I didn't have nothing, of course. So when I'm sitting in my car, I started looking up all the father advocacy groups. And when I called, they said, I can't do nothing for you. When I called, they said, I can't do nothing for you. So I'm kind of like, what? why are you broadcasting that you're doing something? So that also drives me. It says that there's truly not a serious group out here that's willing to make that change. Because if so, guess what? We'd see it in the headlines every day. Or at least at one point in the last 10 years. Right. So... I don't know about you, but I got a feeling uh, this nonprofit's the way to go, buddy. Yeah. I, yeah, I really I, think so. And, I think so, too. I think I'm going to listen to my best friend and you guys. Well, and, and we're here for you, man. You call me after this podcast over. You got my number. Call anytime. I'll, I'll do everything I can to help you out because, I mean, it's, that's what I'm saying. You said you got negative out of it, and I'm like, who could be negative about 50-50? That's, that, that can't happen. Well, there are some people out here that are financially driven. And I am, uh, as we as we know, with divorces, I, I personally, me and her were not married, but we were together. We've been together in each other's lives for 15 years, off and on. So it's been a long, long haul. But it's still is like a marriage after that amount of time. Right. But it's it's still it's it just didn't make any sense for me. It didn't make any sense the, the direction it went, the, the, the things that are that are done, and now there's nothing for me to find. I, I that's why I want to give them a platform, people to speak here. You need some help? You know what? I got some people you can call. You might even be able to get a pro bono lawyer to assist you in your case. That's you know bases themselves on the father's rights item. I want to be able to present that. I want to be able to give back. If I even if I lose, it doesn't matter. You know I'm going to see my kids day in and day out. I'm a fighter, so. Well, dude, I mean, that's that's one of the things at the farm, you know, you were you were very much a father. You know, you were you were there. You weren't on your cell phone playing around. You were with the kids. Uh, Your Facebook post that evening. I mean, you had a a silly face paint on your face. You were you were being a kid with the kids and you were doing what a father's supposed to do. Um, Yeah. When when your daughter tells you get face paint, daddy, you get face paint, daddy. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's it's a beautiful thing to see to see the love that you guys do have for each other. It's beautiful, and you know, like I said, behind the eight ball is not a place that anybody wants to be. And, no. And as soon as you get this thing up and running, you let me know. We will promote it on this podcast. We will get you back on to promote it some more. I'll I share it on my that. social awesome. media. I, dude, I, I couldn't imagine people not throwing money at you to help. I mean, it, it's something that needs to be taken care of. I mean, my wife. She's female, and she agrees with you. Yeah, right, and that's a lot of my crowd is female. Right. And you'll see the comments. If you scroll through the comments or whoever's listening to this, take a gander. Even if you're for it or if you're not for it, take take a look. I promise you, you're going to see that there's a reason why I do what I do and why I want to provide for fathers that are out here being active 
that feel like maybe they can't afford to go back to court after the first decision. I was blessed with a big 401k that I was able to cash out. <laughs> I didn't want to, but I did, and it's for my kids. Yeah. So. Wow, man. It's, that's another thing, man. Fatherhood. Sacrifice. goes hand in hand. Oh, boy. <laughs> Isn't that a word? That should be my middle name at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We all do it. We all do it. We would do anything for our kids. Because we know that we are, our, our time here is limited, but their time is just beginning. So we need to give them the platform they need to have the best life they can live. Absolutely. So what's the, what's the Facebook page again so I can send everybody over to it? The Fathers Matter Movement. Um, I, I, to be honest, I have to look it up on my phone right now because I don't even have it written down because it's so fresh. That's all right. I've only been, op- only been open a, a month, a little over a month. I got over almost 400 members. Oh, nice. Wow. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not too, to me, that's not too bad. That's, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah. some days I'll have 10, some days I'll have 50 people join. You know, we just stay proactive and in inviting people and, and pushing it. And I try to make videos every day and post pictures of my kids. And, you know, let's, you know, keep the strength for the dads too. And when we get this uh, nonprofit together, dude, that, that'll be the place where you can tell people, Here's the new website, and here's the nonprofit, and this is where you can donate to help us out, to help other fathers down the road. Exactly. I started myself a GoFundMe page, but I didn't really push it as much because I'm not a, I'm not one to kind of ask for anything, you know? Kind of one of those guys that doesn't really ask. I try to just make it happen, but sometimes I'm starting to learn in life that sometimes if somebody wants to hand you something, take it. Yeah, well... I'm Italian, and, you know, people offer you, people <laughs> so offer you food, and they're like, you know... Eat. Well, I just ate. No, I told you to eat. Now you're being disrespectful. You know, you're not going to eat my food. So, yeah, I learned that as well with tips and things. You know, uh, we'll, do, we'll do an illusion show and somebody takes a picture and an autograph and, they, you know, they give you 50 bucks. You're like, what's this for? Dude, you were fantastic. Yeah, but you paid to come in the show. Yeah, yeah but just take it. Okay. You don't even say anything. You just take that handshake and run, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, absolutely. God bless you. Absolutely. So, anyway, God bless you, man. Thank you for being on the podcast today. I, I don't know where else to go from here. Um, we got to get you I back in the studio. It. we got to get this uh, clothing line back up and running. Um, I've got a song started for it for Father's Rights, or the Father's Matter movement. I started a theme song. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I've, I've only gotten about, uh, I just am letting it come to me. Normally, I kind of press the words, but right now, I'm just kind of letting them come out whenever they come out, and they've been coming out absolutely amazing. Wow. The wordplay and the way that I am going to describe the situation is going to be like somebody, you know, they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I went through the same thing. That's exactly how I feel. I want them to feel that. That's how I rap. I rap about emotion. I want to bring that out. It doesn't matter what genre that listens to me. They can't say it's bad music because they have all gone through what I've gone through. So It's relatable, yeah. Yes, very much so. But yeah, and you, there's no deadline for that. I mean, you don't know when it's going to be finished because it's just no, how art I, is. Yeah, I got to wait for, you know, I got a couple beat makers I contacted that, you know, kind of owe me a little bit of a favor. So I'm still, hopefully they can float me a beat. If not, then I'll just, I'll end up having somebody make it for me. I'm not a musical guy. I'm a lyricist. Right. right. I, I'm good with, I'm very good with words. I, I love words. So. Well, when you get that, you let me know and we'll, we'll promote it. I appreciate that. Dude, I hope you had fun today. I hope you enjoyed being on the podcast. We enjoyed having you. Yeah. Um, I, I have, and I'm I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I met you guys, and I'm so grateful I went that day. Well, our relationship's just starting, man. 
Now we're gonna right, seriously. We're here if you need us. All right. Yeah, that's I how that's how I am, man. I, if I have a friend, I I'm loyal to a fault. So, so I'm here I, for you. So so I may not be able to offer uh, much, but I can offer anything you need. You're awesome, dude. Well, stay on the line here. We're gonna wrap everything up and um, just stay on the line. Don't hang up. Okay, doke. All right, guys. That's uh, that's today's episode. Um, you never know where this thing is going to take you. One day it's a comedian. One day it's a magician. One day it's a bounty hunter. The next day it's a rapper. But um, he really wanted to get that Fathers Matter movement out there. And I think that nonprofit is just a couple weeks away. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where all this goes. All Everything. that You know, the rapping and the clothing and the modeling and the, and the Fathers Matter movement. So I think it's going to be amazing to watch all of it blossom and so the next time he comes on i think it'll be a amazing story of so much growth i think it'll be great and um as far as us you can see us at round hill farm every uh weekend in october we won't be there uh sunday the first but we right. will be there on halloween yep and um people are asking where we can see us right now that's that's about it and tonight i'll be on jewel tv I think it's episode six, and um, check it out. It's in over 100 million households. It's on Apple TV, Amazon Fire, on Roku, and um, see you next week. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Express Copy and Graphics. Mention promo code Wes Isley to get 10% off. Their website is expresscopy.com. That's X-P-R-E-S-S dash C-O-P-Y dot com. They do it all. Copies, banners, signs, vehicle wraps, promo items, practically anything you need printed, they can do it for you. These guys are great. Check them out. Check us out online at WesIsley.com and Patreon.com forward slash Wes underscore Isley for behind the scene videos, blooper videos, never before seen footage, discounts on merchandise, Magic Trick Tutorials, and more. That's Wes Isley, spelled W-E-S-I-S-E-L-I.